Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is on this Football Friday. Delighted that you are with me here. And as I told you, we, on these Fridays, we'll try and give you football coverage and conversation from every possible angle. I've got my opinions and our analysis and all of that. But earlier we had Matthew Berry on, who invented fantasy football, so we can give you the fantasy perspective. And I'm always delighted every Friday to bring in our betting analyst and uh, our very own from ESPN Radio, Joe Fortenball, to bring us the gambling perspective looking ahead to a huge weekend. Good morning, Joe Fortenball. Greeny, how you doing this morning? The Jets are 0-2, but I believe brighter days lie ahead. you got to be feeling pretty good about that. No, I'm not. I'm not feeling <laughs> terrible about that. And when you say brighter days are lying ahead, in what decade are you counting on those coming? Because so far, the ones that I've lived through, the 70s were horrific. The 80s had their moments. The 90s were bad. The O's, the aughts, whatever they call them, had some good moments. The teens were a disaster, and I'm not crazy about the way the 20s have gotten off to. So what, what, what decade is it you're thinking about? Perhaps not decade. Perhaps if you're still alive in a survivor contest, you could play the Broncos this weekend and at least get some joy out of the Jets losing should you be a Jets fan. Trying to find a silver lining for you, Green. I, I don't find any silver lining in that whatsoever. I'm a man who has lived his entire sporting life under a dark cloud. This is Joe with the Goodyear Hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. Let's dive into all of this. Last week, you and I talked at length, or at least you talked and I listened and took notes about how not to get sucked into week one overreactions. And sure enough, as you told us, the Ravens, the Vikings, the Titans, and the Colts all covered the point spread. What are week two overreactions that people should be careful to avoid this week? The Raiders-Dolphins game, first and foremost. Raiders are 2-0. and Nice win at Pittsburgh, not taking anything away from them. But if you look at Pittsburgh in that matchup, Ben Roethlisberger can barely move, and T.J. Watt got hurt early in that game, limiting, or eliminating, I should say, the Pittsburgh pass rush. The Dolphins got squadoosh, 35 nothing by the Buffalo Bills, and Tua Tunga-Vailoa won't play this week. So a lot of people are lining up to bet the Raiders. Be careful there. The game opened as a pick last week. It's now Raiders minus four. That is a huge overreaction. First off, the drop from Brissett to from Tua to Brissett is not very big. Second of all, the Dolphins are going to have a great week of practice after getting blanked. They're 10-1 and against the spread in their last 11 games when they give up 30 the previous week. The defense is going to come to play. Be careful with the Raiders. Dolphins plus four is the side. Oh, I like Pittsburgh that minus- a lot. That's an interesting. Let me just stop you there a second. Sure. I like that. And I can combine the insight from our two analysts today because you just broke all of that down and when you add to it Matthew Berry broke down the way that the Dolphins defense should be trouble for Derek Carr who has been sensational leads the NFL in passing yards to this point but that Dolphin defense in Matthew's opinion from a fantasy perspective is going to give Derek Carr a lot of trouble what do you think Joe? 100%. 100%. Denzel Good was lost for the season. This was already a Raiders rebuilt offensive line, so it should be trouble. Pittsburgh couldn't get home because once they lost Watt, they couldn't make the adjustments. I believe the Dolphins will come in and attack that offensive line and make it more difficult for Derek Carr than we saw last week. Two others I'll throw your way. Pittsburgh minus three. Everyone is selling the Steelers after what they saw last week. They were originally a seven-point favorite. It's down to three. Now is the time to buy. They're going to make the defensive adjustments necessary to make plays against Cincinnati. And the Chargers plus seven. Everyone's going to line up to bet Kansas City because the Chiefs are off that loss to Baltimore. Keep something in mind. 
The Chiefs have covered the spread in just two of their last 13 games, and the Chargers can play defense. Herbert and the offense aren't scoring a lot of points just yet. They can't cash in in the red zone, but this Kansas City defense stinks. The Chargers should be able to score. I like them to hang tight and keep it within a touchdown. Okay, I like that a lot. Yeah, Kansas City doesn't blow anybody out. As good as they are, they play close games every single week. So the initial picks here, Dolphins plus four, Steelers minus three, Chargers plus seven. Let's go to Sunday night. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have been weird this season. They get obliterated by New Orleans week one, and then they bounce back. They cover on Monday night against Detroit, but I didn't think they looked great. Now they go to San Francisco, which has been a house of horrors for Rodgers in recent years. The Niners are a three-point favorite. What do you see in that game? Money's on Green Bay. It's gone from three and a half to three. I disagree with the move. I'd play the Niners. The Packers have, a, have played one good half of football. One. It was the second half against lousy Detroit, and it was at home. They should have looked much better than that. Now it's a short week. They're going across the country. It's the Niners' home opener, and the Niners have the blueprint for how you disrupt Rodgers. Generate a pass rush, a consistent pass rush, with a front four while dropping seven in the coverage. That is what San Francisco can do. And that Shanahan rushing attack, combined with Jimmy G off the play action, is going to be able to score on this Green Bay defense. I'm laying the three with the Niners on Sunday night. Okay, fair enough. Joe Fortenbaugh with me here on ESPN Radio looking at the gambling angle on some of the big games this week. Fascinating game with Tom Brady making his first ever start in Los Angeles against the Rams. It is a game that comes a week before the most anticipated regular season NFL game ever played when Brady and the pa- and the Bucks will go play New England at the Patriots. And the hype for that has already begun. We've seen it with all the talking that's going around out there. In the meantime... The Bucks are laying one point for this game. What are you looking at? The Bucks opened as a dog here. One, one and a half. The bookmakers may have had that one wrong because the Tampa money immediately came in and pushed it as high as Tampa minus one and a half. But the Antonio Brown news is concerning for me. Right, he tests positive for COVID. We're not sure if he's going to play on Sunday. That's big because right now the edge lies with the Rams' defense. They were number one in both categories, total and scoring last year. They've dropped off a bit, but they can still play. The Tampa defense has looked horrific so far this season, absolutely horrific in two games. And that Tampa offense looks fantastic, but it came against Dallas and Atlanta. This is a much better team with a much better pass rush. Stafford and the Rams can score via the big play. They're one of the best in the business at touchdowns, or I should say plays, of 40 or more yards. Guess where Tampa Bay's weak? Plays given up of 20 or more or 40 or more yards. I would look to the Rams here, but if Brown plays, it's probably a stay away from me. Okay, Joe Fortenbaugh with me here. Next one is a game I'm very interested in. Justin Fields will make his debut as the starting quarterback for the Bears. They're obvious, well, their fans anyway are hoping that this is the first day of the rest of their lives. We'll see. This is a tough spot in Cleveland against a pretty good defense. The Bears are a seven and a half point underdog. How are you looking at this game? Rookie quarterbacks have been brutal this year. It's because they're rookie quarterbacks. They take time to develop. Zach Wilson with the Jets, Trevor Lawrence with the Jaguars, Davis Mills last night. The list goes on and on. The Niners aren't even playing Trey Lance. I like Justin Fields. I like the upside. I like the future. I don't like him in this game. He's got a terrible offensive line. He's debuting on the road in the dog pound in front of a hostile crowd with a ferocious pass rush, and his team ranks 31st in yards per play on offense. That's not a recipe for success for a young quarterback. On the flip side, you'd think Cleveland would be able to hang some points, but A, they want to run the ball with Nick Chubb, and B, they're down Jarvis Landry at the wide receiver position. I would look to the under here. It opened as high as 46 and a half. It's down to 45. Five and a half. I think the Bears struggle to move the ball. I don't see Cleveland hanging a huge number either. I think it's a low-scoring game. Under 45 and a half is the play. Oh, I like that thought very much. These are the kind of 
not outside the box by your standards, but I'm sure for a lot of people who are relatively new to this world. And again, I've never done a feature like this in all the years I've been on the radio, which is over almost 30 years at this point. But this is a new reality that we're living in. There are a lot of people who are learning this stuff as we go, Joe, and that's why I think it's so valuable. And sometimes you don't necessarily have to look to play the minus seven and a half, but I like the pick of the under. One more, uh, a college game. We try and get a college game in here every week. At Soldier Field, they don't have the Bears this week, but they have Wisconsin-Notre Dame. What do you think in here? Okay, we're really drilling down on this one. For those who may be new, you can bet the first half of football games. The first half. Don't even worry about the third and fourth quarter. You can just worry about the first 30 minutes, and that's what we're going to do here. We're going to bet under 23 points in the first 30 minutes of this game. Wisconsin has had two weeks to get ready. They showed no offense against Penn State. They showed very little against Eastern Michigan two weeks ago when they won 34-7. to They were off last week. The offense worries me. Even though Notre Dame's defense hasn't been stout this year, I think Wisconsin gets off to a slow start because they want to run the ball. Defensively, the two weeks to prepare should help against Notre Dame's offense, which has been pretty good with Jack Cohn as the quarterback. Big Jack Cohn revenge spot here as he transferred from Wisconsin to Notre Dame. But I think these two have to feel each other out early in the game and then they make the adjustments at half. So I think it's a low-scoring grind early, first half under 23 points. And Greeny, like you said, you may be new to this, but by the end of this season, I'm going to have you shirtless on the dice table out here in Las Vegas. You mark my words. (laughs) I'll be out there. There's no question. I mean, I I am more than happy to do it. I'm looking forward to it. The draft is in Vegas this year, so uh, if not sooner, then I certainly will be hoping to get out there for that. This is really instructive, I think, for me and for a lot of people. Joe, it's excellent work. Thank you very much, as always. I'll see you next week. My pleasure. Have a great weekend. That's Joe Fortenbaugh, and you can hear him on ESPN Radio on Countdown to Kickoff Sunday morning, and you can see him weekdays on Daily Wager. He's very good. He explains things in a way that I think people can digest easily, and you heard some of the picks that he has leading into this weekend. Did you know that airlines and restaurants and many other businesses have been ramping up their hiring? Well, who do they turn to? They turn to ZipRecruiter with technology that finds qualified candidates for your job, and then you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, um, as we continue, oh, up next, I will do the five most intriguing things in week three, including one that absolutely scares me to death. You'll hear what they are next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, the Green List, my top five, this, that, or the other, as chosen exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. 
And today's list, the five most intriguing things to me about week three on the NFL schedule, including the one that scares me to death. Number five. It's not this one. It's Justin Fields starting for the Bears and how they utilize him. Here's the bottom line. I have long believed that Matt Nagy refused to run an offense that suited Mitchell Trubisky because he didn't want to. That isn't the offense that Nagy wants to run. It's not what he believes in. Now, I've gone off on a million different times and why I think that's absolutely coaching malpractice. But that's water under the bridge. In this case, it's water right under the Chicago River or Lake Michigan. So now he's got Justin Fields. He's got no choice. They drafted, they traded up to take this kid at number 11. He was part of it. So he couldn't claim, well, Trubisky wasn't his guy. Justin Fields has talent that Mitch Trubisky could only dream about. So when you put him out there against a better defense than I think people realize in Cleveland, the question is, what does the offense look like? Are you going to run Matt Nagy's offense? Or are you going to do things that complement what your young quarterback does well and diminish or or stay away from whatever the holes are in his game at this point? Don't overload the plate at the picnic. Give him the things to do that he does well. Those things don't look like the way Matt Nagy coaches offense. So I will be fascinated to see what he does. Because in theory, the way they're positioning this is They're not changing the offense. They just have an injury to the quarterback. So they're going to give this guy the ball. But this is obviously not that. Justin Fields is not that. He's not the backup. He's the quarterback in waiting. So they had better run an offense that is suited to the skill set of Justin Fields. I'm fascinated to see what they do. Number four. Four is the one that scares me to death. And that is, does Zach Wilson look gun shy or overwhelmed coming off the disaster that they had last week against New England. Now, if you were listening to me all morning long, you know that I really don't blame the kid for that that much. I blame the people who put him in that position. But you know what happens when you're the quarterback. You're the one that takes the slings and arrows. So the book on him now all week has been, well, Zach Wilson looks bad. Questions about Zach Wilson. Is he interception prone? The kid only threw three picks his entire senior year of college. He threw four in one game last week. Whose fault is that? So does he look gun-shy or overwhelmed? And he couldn't be playing in a worse place. Going to Denver? Now that defense lost Bradley Chubb this week, right? How bad is that injury? Do we know? Bubs, Nuno, anybody? Bradley Chubb's not playing this week, right? He's he's significantly hurt, which is a bad, uh, obviously, for them. It's beneficial if you're the Jets. But let's just see. I'm much less concerned about who wins this game than I am how Zach Wilson bounces back And how the coaching staff bounces back from the debacle that was last week. He's having surgery, uh, is is Chubb, yes. So he's going to be out a while. So let's just see. How does he bounce back? How does the offense, how does the offensive coordinator, how does the coaching staff adjust what they're asking this kid to do in a hostile environment on the road? That, to me, is infinitely more important than whether you win or lose a football game that they have candidly almost no chance to win anyway. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Number three. Most intriguing things of the weekend. Rodgers in his house of horrors. This is not... Styles make fights, and this has not been good. Now, this is the team that Aaron Rodgers almost became the quarterback of. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. 
Aaron Rodgers wanted to go to San Francisco during the offseason, and Kyle Shanahan wanted him to come to San Francisco in the offseason, and the Packers just wouldn't make the deal. And I don't blame them. If I were them, I wouldn't either. But this is Rodgers, who's always had a thing about San Francisco. He's a Northern California kid, all that kind of stuff. They're the team that had the first pick the year he came out, and they didn't take him. But the reality is he has not been a good matchup against that defense, and Green Bay's defense is bad. They have not looked good at all. So this has not been a good matchup recently for Rodgers. <coughs> Let's see if he's able to get that turned around, because candidly, if they lose... This week, they start out 1-2 and two with an unimpressive win over Detroit. Snuck in the middle there. Oh, Joe Fortenbaugh said it right. They played one good half of football so far in two games. Let's see how many halves they put together Sunday night in San Francisco. I like the 49ers in that game a lot. Number two. Two is Philly-Dallas Monday night. And the question is, am I right about the Cowboys? If so, they win this handily in their home opener. They've gone on the road the first two weeks in tough spots. The Chargers playing their first ever game in their new stadium. Before that, obviously, the Thursday night opener in Tampa with the Buccaneers raising the championship and all that kind of stuff. And all Dallas did was play Tampa to an absolute standstill that night. Dak Prescott was the best player on the field, and they could have won it a bunch of different ways. And then they go out and play the Chargers, which is a good team, and they find a way to beat them. Yeah, they got a fortunate break here or there, but at the end of the day, they found a way to win. If they are what I have now decided I believe they are, they win this game handily at home. Bubba, you're the biggest Cowboy fan that I talk to regularly. How confident are you on their chances Monday night? Oh, feeling very good. I'm expecting them to go in, get their first home win, dominate, take control of the NFC East. Cowboys by 10-plus. I I think that's the thing. They need to dominate. You, you, You need to sort of assert... Some dominance. Absolutely. If, if we're going to be right. And, and let me ask you this, because one of the things I'm very impressed with, and, and their offensive coordinator is going to be a head coach next year, Kellen Moore. Yeah. Week one, all they did was throw it. Week two, right. largely all they did was run it. And so that's a function of being able to change up what you're doing based upon the strengths and weaknesses of your opponent. I mean, that's just... Nice to see. Good to see. excellent football. Yep. Excellent. Is this a Dak game, or is this a Zeke and, and Tony Pollard game? I think it's going to be more of a Dak game. I think it's going to be a Dak game. Showcase for him on Monday Night Football? Yeah, I think him being back at home, first game back in the stadium since he was hurt, I think it's going to be a Dak game. All right, we'll see what winds up happening there. And then finally, number one, the most intriguing thing of the weekend to me is Brady against the Rams defense. It's a Rams defense that last year was the best in the sport. It has not been great the first two weeks of this season. But they still have Aaron Donald and they still have Jalen Ramsey. And they're still, when it's all said and done, going to be an excellent defense. This is the only game on the schedule that Tampa has all year that our analytics believe they are not favored to win. And then the Brady factor in this, I think, is fascinating. Now, he is he didn't become the greatest player of all time by not being laser-focused. But he has a game coming up next weekend you may have already started hearing about. And the people in his life are already talking about it. Alex Guerrero is talking about it. Brady's dad is talking about it. Everyone is talking about it. Brady has to play Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and that team this week on the road before he can start worrying about New England. I wouldn't worry too much about Brady not having the focus, but he's a human being, I think. So one way or another, I think that is the most intriguing matchup of the NFL weekend, I think by far, is Brady against the Rams defense because Tampa's defense has not been great 
thus far. And Stafford and company, maybe they get fat in that game against that defense. That would be a very interesting – this could be a shootout. Like, this could be a shootout. You could see this game, Brady and Stafford have thrown 14 touchdown passes between them. That is the most combined touchdown passes of any two quarterbacks in a starting matchup at NFL history entering the third week of the season. It's time for the most. So these two guys are both off to great starts. Stafford, Brady, measuring stick game for the Rams. So many different pieces of this that are intriguing for Tampa Bay. Uh, That, to me, is the number one matchup of the NFL weekend. All right, we'll come back. We will do who you got here, the traditional way that we finish up on our Fridays as Bubba will take us through a bunch of picks and a bunch of other questions all around the world of sports and beyond. That's coming up next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? All right. As I've mentioned many times, uh, many of you know Bubba. He's a Cowboy fan. He is an outstanding board operator. He worked for us on Mike and Mike all those years, and he works for me here on this radio show. But what you may not know is that before his career in radio production, Bubba actually worked for the CIA, and his job was to administer lie detector tests. So he knows how to ask. He knows how to ask intriguing questions. Bubba, can I tell you something funny that just happened? Sure. So as I was saying that, Jenny, uh, one of our stage managers, has just come into the room, and she just sat down. And she is not aware. She doesn't hear the show particularly often. So you should have seen her face when I said Bubba used to work for the CIA. She <laughs> nice. looks, she's in a state of shock. She, she, is, she is absolutely stunned and floored yeah, well, by this information, as I'm sure, Bubba, many people are. Absolutely. It throws people off, but you know. <clears throat> they don't know about your history. You're a man with a rich history. My resume is thick. It is. Th- your LinkedIn page is like pages and pages. Absolutely. I've never actually been on a LinkedIn page. How many pages are there? What does a LinkedIn page actually look like? Like, what is it? What is it? 
What does it look like? I don't know. When you have a resume like mine, you don't do LinkedIn. It's true. You don't. Re- you really don't have to. Yeah. I mean, just Google me. That's yeah. that's pretty much they the way come you to look me. at me. I don't need to worry about LinkedIn. That's exactly right. All right, Bubba's got who you got. What can you tell us? All right, we're going to start with who you got. Brought to you by Granger, and let's do the picks as we've been doing last couple of weeks. And according to my count, you are five and six. So that's where we are right uh, now. Yeah, what you're, you were good at questions. You're not good at counting. I have a feeling that's incorrect. Your PhD is not in math. It is in other areas, yeah. but that might be correct. I might, might be, be just might slightly sure. under 500, but we're going to sure. bounce yeah, back this week. We're making five picks this week? Five picks. Okay, you know, let's go. As of now, five picks. <coughs> we'll start with uh, Sunday night game, Packers 49ers. Sunday night, and this game is San Francisco minus three. Who you got? Oh, I love San Francisco in this game. It almost feels too obvious to me. I don't have Hemba with me this week. He usually tells me where all the money is. We did talk about this game at the beginning of the hour with Joe Fortenbaugh. He also is on the 49ers minus the three, which makes me feel good. This is just a bad matchup. I mean, the the oldest and most true truism is that styles make fights. And whatever it is the 49ers do, it is not suited Aaron Rodgers well. And Rodgers is going to have to play out of his mind in this game because San Francisco will run the ball. Then Their offense is better than I think they've shown. And the Packer defense is a real question mark. So I do not expect Rodgers to be able to carry them. He'll play better, but not well enough. The pick here is San Francisco minus the three. That is our first who you got pick for this week. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Bubba, what's next? All right, Bucks and Rams. Someone here gets their first loss, and this one, Tampa Bay, minus one. Who you got? Mm. This is a fascinating one. So the Rams, I believe, opened as the favorite in this game. Uh, certainly our analytics like the Rams in this game. Is there a Brady looking ahead factor? There can't be, right? That just can't be a factor in this. You've got no Antonio Brown. He tested positive for COVID. I promised myself I would never pick against Brady again. Boy, this is such a tough game. I think when push comes to shove, I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams plus the one. I think they're going to win the game. I've been the one telling you I think the Bucks can go unbeaten. So that promise didn't last very well, long. Well, this just comes in a bad spot. You know what I mean, Bubba? Like this comes sandwiched right ahead of the trip to Foxborough next week. It's a long right. trip out if to the you West Coast. Bet against Brady, go ahead. I, I'm the official pick. I I know I will regret this, but the official pick is the Rams plus one. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. All right, Bubba. What's next? All right. Speaking of Foxborough, we got Saints Patriots. This game's on ESPN Radio on Sunday. So are we getting good Jameis? Or are we getting bad Jameis? This one we got New England minus three. Who you got? That is such a tough game. This is a very big game for the Patriots. It's a big game for both teams because the Saints laid, laid such an egg last week after the really good opening performance. Now the question is. And you want to talk about a team that has dealt with adversity. We already we know what's going on after the hurricane. Then last week, they, they're playing without all these coaches based upon the COVID of it all. And I'm told they're getting all but two of them back. That, that is, I, I believe the last report I heard on that suggests that that's the case. They're getting points. My, my gut tells me that if you're going to get points, this game is, is, is a pick em. Three and a half would make me feel a lot better. But I think if you're getting points in this game, I will take them. The official pick is going to be New Orleans plus the three at New England. Hashtag KOD. 
The Kiss of Death. I feel great about that one, but that's that's the direction that I'm leaning. Bubba, what's next? All right, big game in the AFC West. Chargers, Chiefs. Someone here is going to be one and two. Kansas City is minus seven. Who you got? I think the Chiefs win the game, but I think the Chargers absolutely cover that number. The Chiefs don't blow anybody out. If you watch them, they're in every game. Teams are in every game against them. A part of it is because the defense is not great. They just, I think that the Chiefs win the game. I think this is a shootout. I think this is an out. This has a chance to be an outstanding game. I actually wouldn't be stunned if the Chargers win this game straight up, but I won't pick that. I will not play the money line with the Chargers this week, but I will definitely. This game is something like 36 33. I will take the Chargers plus the seven in Kansas City. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. I love that pick, actually. That's a special. That's a, I don't have a term for that, but that that's a, a hashtag KOD special this week. I love it. Right, you got what do you got? One more? Yeah, we got one more, and let's do Justin Fields' first start. Bears, Browns, but this one is Cleveland minus seven and a half. Who you got? That's just a lot of points. I, I, I you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the board with this pick. Joe Fortenbaugh gave us this at the beginning of this hour. And he's our analyst, our expert on this, and I'm going to go with him. I love the under in this game. The number that he gave us is 45 and a half. Is that what you have, Bubba? For the over-under? We're Couldn't gonna tell go- you, but it sounds, sounds 45 right. and a half. He was talking about how the Browns are not a team that scores a ton of points. They're playing without Jarvis Landry. I don't know exactly what Odell is going to give them. But they're a team that runs the ball. There's not going to be a million possessions in this game. And the Bears, we would assume, will be conservative offensively around fields. He's probably not flinging it all over the place. 45 and a half. My official pick for this game is not going to be for the spread. My official pick for this game is going to be the total. I am taking the under on 45 and a half Bears-Browns in Cleveland. Hashtag KOD. So those... The kiss of death. Those Bubba are this week's five right. picks. So that's how Let's we get be- back over five hundred. That's how we begin. Who you got every single week? But then, that's when the fun really begins. Bubba, what else have you prepared for yeah, us? Let's kick it up a notch. And who you got today? Yeah, because we missed this one last week. Because forty years ago, last Sunday, the concert in Central Park featuring Simon and Garfunkel occurred in front of five hundred thousand plus people. So, who you got as your favorite song from that iconic performance? Before I answer that, I will tell you that if you were to ask me, Greeny, what album have you listened to in your life the most times, the most total times, I believe that would be the answer. I believe Simon and Garfunkel, the concert in Central Park, would be the answer to that question. I have, I listen to this day, I listen to it regularly. It is as good as any concert album ever. Ever, If you are a fan of theirs, and I am an enormous fan of theirs, that is, uh, it is one of the great concert, it's one of the great albums, period, of all time. My favorite song from that album is America. It is the third song they do in it. Um, They open by doing, they open by doing Mrs. Robinson, and then they do Homeward Bound, and then they have some funny interplay with the audience, and then they go into America, which is one of my one of my favorite songs ever written. It has a line in it that I quote all the time. Kathy, I'm lost, I said, though I knew she was sleeping. I'm empty and I'm making it. I don't know why. It's my favorite line. It's one of my favorite lines from any song ever, and they do it so beautifully in that. So that is my favorite performance 
is the song America okay. and that magnificent Simon and Garfunkel concert in Central Park. It's who you got with Bubba. What's next? All right. Uh, do you have a, a favorite? Because uh, you tend to ask me these questions about things. I think you usually try and pick things you know I like. Sure. But I, I frequently think you like them as well. Are you a Simon and Garfunkel fan? No, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I uh, listened to it, that album a bunch this week, too, once I heard it was the anniversary. Um, I don't know if I have a specific uh, favorite song. I mean, I... You know, Mrs. Robinson, I, I enjoyed that. Right, they off the open top. with that. It's yeah, very nice. Great. It's very exciting. Uh, that After Ed great. Koch, yep, who was yeah. the mayor of my youth, he got booed. Ed Koch gets booed, yep. but he gets booed when they mention him. Yep. Um, but but he actually introduces them, and they come out and they play. It's just epic. Yeah, Absolutely I mean, so many epic. Great songs. Yeah. All right. What's next? Um, all right. Eighty-three years ago yesterday. Eighty-three years ago yesterday. Yep. A time capsule was put into the ground at the World's Fair in Queens. It's actually the first of two time capsules, and they're both to be opened in the year 6939, which is a fairly aggressive year, so we got to wait a long time. Uh-huh. I'm not sure either of us will be around for that. Oh, I'm going to be there. So I'm not going anywhere. You'll check it out. I'll Hopefully be there. It'll be great, uh-huh. but if you're making a greeny time capsule for the year 7939, what are you putting in it? Who you got? That's an interesting question. So it would obviously have to be something about sports <coughs> and something about my dog. So I will bring, I will have something with Phoebe's in there. So that's my beloved dog, Phoebe. You can say whatever you want about me. You can say whatever you want about my wife or my kids, but don't, you can't say anything bad about my dog. She is unquestionably the world's best dog. So I would have a picture of my dog and then something about sports. I need something to celebrate. I mean, I've had so little, so little to celebrate. I will, ha- I will have a picture of, of me watching the television when Northwestern's basketball team got selected to make it into March Madness for the first and oh, to this point go. only time. Um, but if I'm thinking about some of my favorite sports memories in recent years, we were one of the very few schools that had never made the NCAA tournament. And when we got in that year, and it wasn't a surprise, we knew we were getting in. But when Greg Gumbel said our name... I, I, that was one of the my favorite moments ever in my in my life as a sports fan. And actually, that whole day we went to Salt Lake City for those games. My family and I, uh, and we beat uh, Vanderbilt in that first game. That that was the best experience. So something related to that. Uh, Greeny and Bubba with who you got? What's next? All right. Yesterday was Bruce Springsteen's seventy second birthday. I saw him at Giant Stadium, part of the, the Rising Tour, floor seats. Pat Riley was uh, right in front of us. Probably the best concert I ever saw. Who you got is the best concert you ever saw? Nah, it's, it's a great question. I've seen so many that I've loved in, in recent years. But the answer that I tend to go back to is I've never seen a show in my life better than Pink Floyd at the Nassau Coliseum. Oh, nice. I went to see Pink Floyd at the Nassau Coliseum this was while I was in college. I was home for a summer during college. It was not Roger Waters was no longer with the band, um, but it was it was unlike anything you've ever seen. If, if Pink Floyd in concert, they got pigs flying around, and I mean <laughs> nice. their use of lights and everything. It was, um, and I was in exactly the right state of mind, if you know what I mean. I'll leave it there and say no more. That 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 I, I generally tend to go back to that when people ask me for my favorite concert that I ever saw. I will go Pink Floyd. Nassau Coliseum circa 1987. Bubba, what's next? All right, 62 years ago yesterday, Jay Greenspan was born in Newark, New Jersey. Who is Jay Greenspan? Jason Alexander, of course. So give us your top three George Costanza moments 
in Seinfeld. Oh, Who well, you got? please tell me. I have one of them on here. Uh, it's, it's this. The tradition of Festivus oh, begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now... You're going to hear about it. I could actually give you like a great Frank Costanza moments, even though he's not in like more than like twelve episodes. Yeah. But there are, I mean, the the epic Frank Costanza moments are spectacular. All right, my favorite George moments. This it's probably too obvious <clears throat> uh, to say I was in the pool is one of them, but that that's that that one kind of jumps to mind, right? Yep. Um. I love everything about the opposite George episode. I mean, that yeah, that's, that's so good. So I'd have to pick something from that. But number one, without question, I use this line all the time. The sea was angry that day, my friends, <laughs> yeah. like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. <laughs> and, and when I met Larry David, I told him that that is the funniest line of dialogue that I've ever heard spoken aloud in my entire life. Like... He, it was angry like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. And I will just say this, Bubba. If you are a Jew from New York, I've never heard anything funnier or more true than that. <laughs> an old man trying to send back soup in a deli is absolutely right up my alley. And it is the funniest thing I've ever heard. So that is my number one George Costanza moment. I like it. You got one more? Right, no. We can do one more quick, quick one. 59 years ago yesterday, the Jetsons debuted on ABC. Were yeah. you a Flintstones or oh. a Jetsons Flintstones. Kid? You 100%. 100% Flintstones. Never a huge Jetsons guy. I oh, really didn't like the Jetsons. When I All lived right. in Chicago, I lived in a building people called the, Jets, the Jetsons Building. It looked like it. It's called River City, 800 South Wells. People refer to it as the Jetsons Building because it looks like a place they would have lived. And I had to actually look that up. I was not a Jetsons fan. 100% Flintstones. All right, Bubba, give me the read. All right, who you got? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. All right, that's really well done. Thank you, everybody, for nursing me through this week. I'm sorry that I missed a couple of days again. Um, we had uh, we had some illness issues, but let's hope that none of the football that we watch this weekend makes any of us sick. We also got really interesting baseball, wild card chase, and a whole lot more going on around the sports. So we'll talk plenty about that. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you back in Better Than Ever Monday on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.